idea. What the heck, man? You got ideas. You're the idea guy. Uh, no. I just talk when spoken to. How big is how big is his marketing team, Kev? One. Exactly. The, the makeup of a marketing team of one. There you go. That's what this thing's going to be called. Wing It Podcast, GooseDigital.com. Episode, what episode are we on? 39, I believe. 39, 39 today. Who do we have? Robin Kroll. Chris O'Neill. Kevin Butler. Michael Turksani. Hey, guys. Hey. hey. We're back. We're pivoting away from the doom and gloom, and we're moving into... The new normal? Is that what we're calling it? Is it normal? No, we're just we're getting back to biz. Yeah. These are just these are just themes that we've heard from client marketing programs. The new normal, yeah. Awesome. Well, we'll talk about um, an interesting topic uh, that we've come up against, I guess, many times over the years and, and even still in, in, um, in conversation, sort of the makeup of a marketing team of one, um, you know, so not necessarily small businesses, not necessarily legacy businesses. These, these really can be um, software companies, uh, you know, all sorts of firms that have sort of a, a director of marketing or some sort of marketing lead and very little, if any internal resources and a lot of, uh, outsourced resources to complete the puzzle and the challenges with that and and um, looking at potentially how we've solved that problem for clients and, and potentially an opportunity for others to sort of leverage the same new team model. So I guess maybe I'll, I'll start by punting it over to Kev because you're sort of in the breach on this from a strategy perspective every day when, when accounts come in the front door. Why don't you just Talk about a high level of, of about a marketing team of one and what that looks like. Yeah, it's either a team of one or, a, to your point before, a very small team of maybe a handful of people. And I think, you know, before we jump into all of it, I, I think like the the overriding thought that I have is there's no single perfect answer for every organization. I think you have to work around your industry, the nuances within, and also the resources that you have on your team and skill sets of those resources. You may have uh, a really heavy, savvy product marketer in, as, as far mm -hmm. as like a marketing leader, in which case you'd say, okay, well, that's the kind of um, tasks, duties, responsibilities he or she can focus on, and we can delegate and outsource like other tasks within the marketing portfolio of needs to do. Uh, elsewhere, right? So I think you do have to take an internal stock as to what you have and, and what you do pretty well, because that's going to define ultimately what you need in terms of augmented um, skills, right? Team support, right. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. I mean, if, you're, if your leader is uh, a, a content um, master, then you probably don't have to augment the team with, with content, but you may feel like you, um, you should, but, um, 
but yeah, that, that's a good point that it's not necessarily uh, one size fits all. But let's talk a little bit more about like, you know, what are you seeing? I guess, Chris, you can weigh in on this as well as you talk to these companies and the types of um, the day-to-day -day operation that, that they're telling you, you know, how busy they are, um, kind of the challenges at a high level. Why don't you yeah, take that? I was going to add to what uh, Kevin was saying in terms of like the not, uh, you know, one size does not fit all is that a lot of, a lot of the design of the approach has to do with sort of like the legacy sort of sales plus marketing operations. So for example, when you have um, a sales um, led and, and oftentimes that revenue is sort of tied to that sales group. You might have multiple salespeople who are working off individual sort of uh, funnels, individual sales funnels. You've got a marketing uh, lead who is trying to sort of bring that group together. And then there, the process has to do with sort of pulling together that sales plus marketing operation. You know, that that sort of a step one is to is to understand how we're going to uh, manage that marketing to sales funnel to, you know, make it make sense for everybody. So that's almost like sort of a strategic organizational sort of setup that we have to start with. In other cases, you've got, you've got already sort of a really good mix between, you know, the, the sales and, and marketing operations. They've got for perhaps a CRM in place, maybe even a, a marketing automation platform in place, and they've got some semblance of kind of like a, a, a technical, you know, foundation to be able to sort of move that forward. So then it's like, what is that? flow like how is that set up and so being able to sort of determine what that flow is like what the you know the the sort of the closing cycles are like what's the you know understanding all those costs that's sort of step one to figuring out where the gaps might be and where it is that an agency can maybe bring something to the table to close a gap to shorten the sales cycle to you know sort of improve the um the conversion rates um, and so that is, you know, to me, it's almost like having that sort of step back where, you know, you might have, um, you know, one organization that has that sort of gap in the area of moving the, moving the, the, the information from marketing to sales. In other cases, it's like just too long of a cycle that they need to close. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, I'd agree with that. I think at the end of the day, like, I guess I, I wish that I was more open earlier on in my career to having an agency support and underpin the things I want to do. Because like, I don't really, I think most marketers in this chair of like, you know, sort of they are the department, this department of one that we're talking about. Most mm -hmm. of them have a lot of thoughts and ideas as to the things that they want to do, but there's just not enough time in the day in the week and the month to actually do it. And what happens is all these good ideas and thoughts just never get executed upon. And I think we've long talked about whether it's on this podcast or on our blog or just anecdotally in conversations, this idea of you really got to get out there and try a lot of things to understand what works, what doesn't work and essentially then double down on the things that you see value from. And I think to me, it's like, if you're in that chair of the department of one, you probably should be spinning up a whole bunch of different thoughts and ideas to do that. And I think there's just no chance you're going to be able to do that on your own. And I think where that person should be spending his or her time is understanding the industry, 
the sales cycles and the kinds of prospects that they need to go generate and then sort of task out the rest of the actual execution so that they can go and understand, Chris, some of the things that you were saying as far as how long is that sales cycle or the things that you're doing actually making impact. But one biggest challenge I see with, with the departments of one is they're sort of trying to hold on to a lot of things and they're doing a lot of things, but not really scraping too deep into any one area. Right. And so it's almost like they need to take a step back and say, let's just try to own these three or four things. I'll have an agency go and really blaze a bit of a trail behind that unearth all sorts of other detail within. And then from there, we're going to learn in a quarter or two's time if this is something to continue doing. Right. Well, Robin, there's a, there's a, well, I'll have to turn this over to you. I mean, there's a few different types of agencies, as you know, that, that sort of exist. And I think a big part of what we're looking at here is, um, augmenting the team for like ongoing tactical execution within certain marketing operations or specialized marketing functions. Why don't you talk a bit about kind of what your, those different types of agencies and finding something that might fit for you, but also talk more about the um, kind of building on what Kev said around being able to know what's working and what isn't working for your, for your department. Sure. Right. So you're right within a, um, you know, the, the agency model, there, there's lots of opportunities to fill in the gaps where the, the marketer is, is you know, they, they, they don't have the bandwidth or maybe not the expertise. So going back to the beginning of the conversation, you're going to have a marketer that's going to have an expertise in one area or not, and not the other. So that's one way of if you're looking for an agency to, to fill in those gaps. But, but, you know, Kev, what you said, in, in most instances, when you have that small department, the 90 or sometimes even 100% of the time is just focused on that execution, getting just the basics done and out the door. And another great way an agency can come in is, um, you know, to, to give that marker time, a little bit of time to, to think. But on the other hand, also say, you know what, we're going to help um, provide uh, some, of, some of the insights on what you're actually doing. Right, so it's some of the, the reporting, um, finding the insights, maybe providing some of the, that industry background. That's another great way to use an agency because an agency is gonna work with multiple different clients, sometimes within the same industry, multiple industries, and they can actually bring things to the table um, that a marketer might not know or might not have the time to explore. So being able to um, add additional value to what they're actually doing and help frame up some ways that they can actually continue to grow their programs, um, funneling back in some of the things that they're seeing in the campaigns, some of the things that are working, some of the things that are not working, and new ideas as well. And that's a great opportunity for you know, this type of marketer, instead of saying, this is what we're doing within my bandwidth, we can continue doing the same things, this is actually giving them a way to say, you know what? Maybe I want to do things a little bit differently so I can optimize and grow. So providing that, that additional um, value. From really, the I'm really glad you said that because just like one thought that came to my head and I, I think Robin, you're sort of really pushing into this area and I agree is like when, as an organization, when you decide fundamentally to shift, instead of saying, I'm going to hire a team and build all those uh, skill sets internally, we're going to task and um, resource out some of those responsibilities to an agency, what you're really doing is elevating that, that marketer in the chair that I keep talking about is like, now all of a sudden they have a department of um, 
tasks and execution that's ongoing. And I think what that really does is if now all of a sudden the agency is the one doing that baseline reporting, Robin, that you're talking about, mm-hmm. it one alleviates or adds more time in the day for the marketer that they don't have to go and actually pull together all the numbers, one, and they can objectively just look at what's being presented to them and they can all of a sudden elevate themselves to be a lot more strategic in their organization. We talk a lot about marketers graduating in their careers and expertise and say, how do they move from being a execution focused individual into more of a strategic one? And some of that comes with time and maturity and just general experience and seeing things. But I think it's always easier to be a lot more strategic when that baseline reporting is done. And as you start to understand, what does this report say? Are we improving week or over week or quarter over quarter or whatever the, the metrics look like? I think that's a huge opportunity for that individual to actually grow and become a true marketing leader. I think that's a really interesting point though, is once they're not the ones doing that reporting, collecting the social media followers or the email opens, it allows them to actually take a look at this and say, do I understand what's happening? Can I explain this? And ultimately am I, I don't know, satisfied with the actual performance? And an agency that's really going to be uh, seen as a partner is going to be able to drive that, additional value. So making your client look better, help, helping her or him grow in their career. And, and that's, I don't think that's talked about a lot. You know, an agency oh, yeah. comes in, this is what you're supposed to do. Okay, we deliver, check, you know, check boxes, that's great. But how do you actually help your client grow? Uh, I, I think that's a, a really unique value to be able to provide. I think that that kind of goes to the third point that we wanted to talk about, which is really kind of the model that that we've implemented, or at least that we've thought works for our customers that we we, we tend to sort of um, have a lot of great positive feedback around. Um, a few actually that we're going to come out with some webinars about exactly going through this process, but where we've helped wrap more of a a, a selection of of those execution services into that marketing department of one or maybe one and a half or two um, that, that rather than them using three or four different bespoke agencies, you know, one for paid media or one for email or one for um, social media, paid social media, being able to consolidate that down to that spend up a little bit into one agency that truly becomes more of a, an extension of the team. Because now when you're having a conversation about a business problem or a product issue or a brand initiative, you're not having that conversation three times. You're able to have it once. Um, that doesn't work for all, all customers. One of the things that we were talking about earlier is that some businesses have um, a, a great deal of spend in one of these areas. You know, They're spending a couple million dollars a year on some of those initiatives and having um, a high level of expertise in one specific tactic or or strategic area may be the right move for them from an agency perspective. But in a lot of cases, there's, it's kind of like in your, what a lot of these marketers would love to have would just be two or three people. You know, they'd love to have three or three people as part of their team that they could round out the, a lot of these executional tasks around and start to build their tier port Robin, like what's working, what isn't, you know, feed that back in and, and develop your, your pipeline uh, for the business and this type of model that we can plug into, and maybe I'll allow you to lead us off to explain it a bit, Kevin, how exactly kind of the mechanics of it kind of creates the the bones of that. Like we often position it instead of going and building out your full team, which may not be 
uh, in your budget, you can snap this in. Each of these areas are probably not full-time jobs anyway, but it gives you an ability to kind of really um, round out your, your, your capabilities within your marketing team. Yeah, and flexibility is like the name of the game. And when I say flexibility, I mean across <laughs> what's listed in an SLW, but more importantly, the skill sets of the agency involved. And so mm -hmm. if you're at a level um, and you're a lar larger organization and you are actively spending, say, a few million a year on paid search, paid social, whatever you need, then to me, what you said is you validated as a business the need to have a constant presence in those channels. A lot of organizations haven't yet um, truly understood, validated, and, and actually demonstrated results in doing so. So it's somewhat hypothetical, or they're just they're still trying to prove it out. And I think for that, you need flexibility in saying, well, if we do this for a quarter or two or three, and we're not really seeing much momentum, where can we shift those dollars and, or allocate them to? to try somewhere else. And that's where you need flexibility from an agency who's got skill sets across the board to say, hey, that, that doesn't work, but we can shift um, that kind of say retainer time from an agency into email or paid or, or, or some other avenue. And so that's really where you've got to get to. And I, I'd, I would guess like 60 to 70% of most marketing teams still haven't quite found that sweet spot as to where they should be to develop mm -hmm. a constant need or presence in those channels. And so as a result, Robin, to you, what you were saying before, they're still testing, learning, and trying to understand, you know, engagement and impact, I guess, at a very, very high level. And so what you really need is an agency who's pretty broad in that regard, who can take care of a lot of that, become an extended part of your team, and the longer you work together, the more closely understand how the business operates, everything from messaging to, I don't know, target audience, and even generally speaking, how that marketer in the chair requires an agency to operate as they sort of develop a routine and rhythm with that agency, that part's really key too. And we, we talk about that all the time with our clients is this idea of getting to understand where we start and where you end so that we can each be more efficient in the greater sort of collaboration and union together. I think that's really key. And that's where we really see the rocket take off is when the client understands what we're doing, when we're going to do it and how we're going to do it. And they can say, great, I trust this now. And I know it's going to be done pretty well with some guidance. And I can now focus on these things that I know the agency won't get to, whether it's product marketing, branding, or messaging or, or whatever. Right. So what I'll do is we've got kind of a couple minutes left. We'll kind of turn it over to the group here to think of like, and I think your answer might already be flexibility, Kev, for now. Um, if you've got something else that comes to, to mind, maybe throw it out there. But, you know, in this new team model in this, where, you know, we're really angling this podcast at a mark, uh, at a business that, that doesn't have unlimited marketing budget and, and certainly doesn't have a budget to go grow out a huge team, or maybe they've, they've tried internal teams and they're, they're, they're now realizing that managing those teams over time is, is, is not the, uh, not their game anymore. And they want to, they want a slightly different new team model. Maybe pick one word that comes to mind as to sort of the, what you really should look for if, if you're going to go down this road with an agency. Um, Robin. Uh, I was thinking of the word nimble. I was trying to decide if it's really just a synonym for flexibility, but, but I'm going to okay. try and explain why I think it's a little bit, a little bit different. Uh, to me, nimble means it, it's sort of like flexibility, but with multiple different skill sets built in so that um, you can 
take on multiple different strategies and understand the, the right mix of strategies for one campaign or, or in one direction and then maybe you know two weeks later it's it's uh, something else you need a, it's a different audience and therefore there's a different channel a different set of expertise and you can go ahead and pull from that within the agency Chris I'm gonna go trust um, and the reason mm -hmm. for that is that you know there there may be an agency that's sort of in the mix right now that has one you know particular strength and what we often find with these one person marketing teams is that they kind of, you know, run that, that sort of tactic all the way to the very end. Like that's as far as it can go. That's just, that's sort of as much value as can be, as can be gleaned. And then it's like, what you actually need is an, a, a new pair of eyes on the situation that you can, you know, trust and work together with to continue to sort of uh, use those other, you know, uh, methodologies and those other tactics in uh, you know in, uh, in connected with your strategy so you need that sort of strategic part trust that you trust that can sort of you know help you walk forward okay you want to add any other one Kev or are you sticking with flexibility I'm staying on flexibility but with a caveat of uh, both from a skill set perspective what they can tackle on behalf of his or her marketing needs and program but I think also on how they can shift and allocate parts of an engagement or a retainer. So maybe one month it's, we're gonna go 100% on email and marketing automation and the next month it drops down to 20 to make room for something else. I think you gotta have yeah. that kind of flexibility too as far as how structurally the engagement is set. Yeah, I was gonna, and I think you mentioned it at the end there, there Chris, you said the word partner and I think the real probably differentiator that we're talking about here between um, having a few tactical execution uh, arms of your of your agency, so a, a PPC agency or SEO agency, and maybe a social and a, uh, somebody that helps with email. The real difference between those ones, I think, they're more, they are more tactical. Again, in this type of customer or business that we're looking at, they are more they are more tactical little elements, and I think when you move into something that's that hybrid where they become part of your team, you are looking for a partnership that comes with trust and um, the type of service should be flexible and, and nimble to your point, Robin, so that not unlike having three people at your office that you can walk up to and say, Hey, this month, we're going to do something a little bit different. You know, you've got that support almost like you have your internal team, but I think you want to have that partnership right off the, the bat. And um, you know, I, I think, that's a nuance because not all organizations um, necessarily have to have that level. If you're just buying something small, you're buying some keywords or those components, I'm not sure you really need to be a partner in that sense. But when you're augmenting your team or you're creating a virtual marketing department almost in a box on an ongoing basis, that really needs to sort of push through the agency as well. You have to have that partnership approach um, right from the beginning. And I think, you know, we try to do that as much as we can, um, thinking through and being empathetic of a, of, of a particular business or, or marketing department situation, but then all the way down when you're dealing with, with the people inside the team. So yeah, I think that's a good place to end off. That was a, that was a good one. It came together nicely. Hope it's valuable for everybody. And that's and it, because we're going to dig dive deep into into one of these uh, one of these relationships in an upcoming uh, version yes. uh, 
upcoming one as well, eh? So yeah, stay tuned. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Bye. Thanks. See ya. Yeah. I get my best flows to test on my next shows while my whiteboard is marked up with expos. Planning out all of my next moves and expos. The most unlikely artist to make it out of the West Coast. Teenager with the mind of a vet, though. But soon somebody will sign him a check. So if you did something that you.